Money FM 89.3. Best of Drive Time. In the Spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chuan Tian Tian. In the spotlight today, aviation. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it is your favorite topic, by the way. It is. It is. <laughs> especially more important now because the industry here in Asia Pacific is expected to return to its 2019 pre-COVID passenger volumes of about 3.4 billion about uh, for a year by 2024. So that is uh, next year. You wonder if... I was expecting it this year, but... I'm afraid, you know, if it does happen this year, because you look at manpower, <laughs> I'm not ready. Gosh, yes. not ready. I mean, you've got anticipated air passenger growth within the next 20 years. The region definitely poised to develop new greenfield airports and modernize as well as expand existing ones. So let's talk about this now with Joanna Liu, head of consultancy at Ascend by Sirium. Hello, Joanna. Hello, hi. Thanks for having me. All right, Joanna, air passenger growth is set to boom once again. So what do you think is driving this growth now here in the region? Yeah, we have to understand that the profile of the international um, travelers and the travel behaviors to certain market have already shifted mm-hmm. after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. For example, the main travel group is to Southeast Asia now it includes most tourists from the neighboring countries in Southeast Asia, followed by North America and Europe. Um, but before, Chinese tourists once making up the, the largest group of the travelers to this region, so they, uh, but they are still missed. But the ease of the travel hazards for these groups, including relaxation of the visa process, mm-hmm. uh, increasing of the flight capacity will largely drive the growth. But the key is for airlines and airports to fundamentally understand the change of the demand um, before planning for the future and to constantly review the demand. What about us Singaporean travelers? Where are we heading to as far as popular mm-hmm. tourist destinations go? Yeah, I believe, yeah, it's a good question. I think in, in uh, next week, we put, perhaps will discuss in the uh, Singapore submit, uh, we have some uh, Syrian representatives to talk about that as well. And I think the most popular destination countries for Singaporean travelers include Australia, India, in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand. Mm. The top destinations, cities, including Bangkok, Jakarta, Denpasa and Manila. So these markets are generally returned back to the pre-pandemic level. So it's pretty much a positive picture at this moment. Joanna, help us understand here. So with passenger demand for travel already I think it's already back to pre-pandemic levels or probably even more driven by the desire to travel after not being able to travel. <laughs> so why is it that many of the airlines have not been able to reinstate the regularity of their flights to the, the destinations they used to fly to before the pandemic? Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much the supply side. Um, because uh, because uh, during the, the pandemic, a lot of people lost their jobs and uh, pretty much the supply chain has mm-hmm. stopped and they're paused to work. So it takes a bit of a time for the whole supply chain to, to come back to normal. As we have seen um, before from the U.S. and the European markets in 2022, when those markets reopened, uh, for the airport sector, we have seen a huge transformation towards new technology use 
Uh, so that might be able to help a little bit uh, with the supply chain shortage, mm. um, such as artificial intelligence used in the face recognition programs and sometimes in the airport security scanning devices as well. So I believe more airports are likely to invest in advanced automated uh, technologies to deal with these operational challenges. Mm. Joanna, I guess this is a surface question because you really got to dive deep into airport operations. But obviously we're referring mm. to the overcrowded airports that we're going to see over the next decade or so. The question is, which airports uh, or which countries seem to be in a position to deal with overcrowding and which ones are most at risk? right now on the surface? Well, I would say uh, the two most crowded and maybe the busiest are routes um, in the world. We could mention, especially in this region, top one are the Korea, the mm. domestic market in Korea between Jeju and the Seoul oh, yeah. uh, Import Airport. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a world's busiest uh, route measured by the number of flights and the number of seats. Okay. Um, but there are also other busy domestic uh, routes in countries like Vietnam, Japan, Australia, Indonesia, India, and even Saudi Arabia. So these are also both uh, drive, these countries drive a lot of uh, growth in the domestic sectors. Um, but we also seen the challenges there because the travel behavior change after pandemic, people spending more time planning for their journeys and making, their, making sure they covered for the unexpected changes. The demand for domestic, as I have just mentioned, or shorter distance travel is growing mm-hmm. and due to increased activities of, in the business and tourism sector. Um, but the supply from the sector in terms of capacity and service is not ready yet. So that's a bit of a challenge. There is a growing need for airports to continuously upgrade their infrastructure and improve uh, their customer experience, even for those domestic services, which were not paid a lot of attention to before. Joanna, let's talk about airfares. What are we expecting moving ahead? Like for people who are planning to travel perhaps at the end of the year, should they start booking now? Or is there going to be a chance that airfares will be will lower even more because we've seen record high prices? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in impact region, and uh, ticket price are typically high now, as because yeah. the capacity offered can't match mm-hmm. um, the sudden demand recovery. Um, but with the ease of a constraint from the supply side, we believe more airline capacity is available, and then airfare will go back to a bit more like realistic level. Um, eventually, it depends on the balance between supply and demand in each individual market. But generally, on a global level, the macroeconomic pressure and uh, the volatility in the fuel price will also play a part there. Mm. I like how you put that as a realistic <laughs> level. Um, <laughs> yeah, a realistic and more affordable level. Let's let's uh, quickly talk about the issue on redemption. We've he- we've been hearing a lot of people who have a lot of points they were not able to use in the past two you mean years. You? And me, and a lot more, um, which the airlines were nice enough to extend, but many of those points are expiring this year, and yet there are no seats available for redemption. How are airlines managing this? Well, yeah, I think airlines, they have uh, various programs and they, they, they need to maintain their client base, of course. And they also need to um, explore 
uh, the new demand from the fundamental level because as I mentioned earlier, and the demand has been changing for certain markets and the traffic pattern has also been changing. So I believe uh, airlines are not just to trying to maintain the old customers, but they're also exploring the new coverage of the new customer base. So uh, that's a lot of work to do. For sure. Um, Joanna, we can't help but talk about the sustainability narrative that's really taken yeah. up a lot of momentum. How are airports, yeah. airlines coping with this right now? What's your general observation? Right. This is a big topic. As uh, the, the whole industry is talking about net zero carbon emission by yeah. 2050, and and, uh, airport is a complex uh, ecosystem of uh, environment, service vehicles, and a supporting system, uh, which all consume a great amount of energy and resources. So airport needs to take a system-wide approach to improve performance. So what exactly airport are trying to do is uh, they they need to work with airlines and suppliers together to switch to a renewable energy and invest in energy efficiency and uh, efficiency storage to reduce carbon emissions. We have seen more efforts from European airports so far. Uh, many European airports are starting to shift to a 360-degree life cycle approach uh, to the design, construction, operation phases. So, for example, Munich Airport has created a department to handle the ecological uh, issues such as aircraft noise, air quality management, energy supply, waste, and water management. And also, yeah, and also the surface excess is a major emission factor at airports. So prioritizing the public transport is part part of the solution, I believe. But there are a lot more um, airports are trying to do there. Obviously, this also uh, brings the challenge to some airports. Fundamentally, airports are remain the infrastructure intensive business. So um, they unavoidably they need high fixed costs that must be financed. While we know that we are all in this high cost of a financing environment at this moment. Joanna, very quickly, tell us about what to expect with the Inter-Airport Southeast Asia 2023 program. Yeah, we do have a couple of colleagues and we'll we'll join this um, program uh, next week. I believe that you'll be hearing more insight from them. Um, But overall, um, I believe um, there will be a big talking around the airport of the future. It's in my view, I would try to summarize and that to meet the post-pandemic travel demand, airports need to focus more on quality rather than quantity. Mm. Um, in terms of a quality that is such as um, service and customer experience from the airport and a quantity which is more on the overall capacity side. And the reason being, although the overall traffic demand may take time to fully come back, but the expectation from those who do choose to travel is lifted. So client, customer, customer experience is very important. We have seen um, Singapore Chinese Airport have been uh, making a really good effort there. We do appreciate time today. We've been speaking with uh, Joanna Liu, who is the head of Consultancy Asia at Ascend by Sirium. Joanna, thank you for your time. Take care and have a great Thursday evening. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
Available on Google Play or the App Store.